Hey, hey, welcome podcast family to the Pastor Duke podcast. Man, thank you for tuning me in and making me a part of your biblical journey as you desire to walk close to the Lord Jesus Christ. Fill your heart with the word of God. I'm nearing 200,000 listens so far. It's all your fault. Thank you so much. Uh, God has used the COVID experience to kind of shut me down, and then God used Pastor John Westfall to open me back up through the podcast world. I'm ministering to 10 times more people now than I did before COVID hit. So take that, devil. You deserve to have that rubbed in your face. I'm no match for him, but he's no match for my boss, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today we continue our prophetic thoughts about the economic woes in prophecy. I'm remembering the song from early in my walk with Jesus. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear, now are at stake. Humbling your hearts to God saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians awake. Today, I focus on economic troubles in the last days scenario. I have my Bible open to James chapter 5, where it prophesies global economics. Verse 3 says, for the last days. Verse 7 says, be patient. Therefore, brethren, the church has not yet been raptured unto the coming of the Lord. Again, we see the time frame. Verse 8, for the coming of the Lord draws near. So the time frame is clearly locked in in the time just prior to our Lord's coming for his church. The topic will be global economics as we back up to verse 1. It says, go to now, ye rich men, weep, how for your miseries that shall come upon you what will these miseries be you ask verse 2 your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you you have heaped treasures together for when for the last days again we see the time zone At the face value, a simple, literal interpretation of this passage points to a global economic crash. Money will lose its value. The rich, especially, will be completely freaking out. It will make the 1929 stock market crash look like a ruined out rummage sale. We are going to focus for a few minutes now on global financial realities. I've been hyper-focused on American financial uncertainties with gas prices now in New York hitting $5 a gallon yesterday. Uh, first time I've saw it actually a little over five five oh five a gallon. Uh, food prices are up, they say, <laughs> 12%. I'm guessing more like 20. Inflation is reported to be 8.6%, but it sure seems like more. We're looking to buy a house in South Carolina, and we see homes listed at $350,000 one year ago are listed at $500,000 today. That, my friends, is way more than 8.6%. People are fleeing blue states uh, and high taxes and cost of living, as I am after 44 years here in New York. 
staggering, mind-boggling debt has piled onto the heads of the next generation Americans. Spending has been out of control by both political parties for a long, long time now. The time of reaping what we have economically sown has come. Our financial chickens have come home to roost. People got their $1,200 stimulus checks with freshly printed money, and inflation is costing us way more than the stimulus checks provided. Enough of the American economic woes because James chapter 5 is not talking about America. It is talking about the world scene, globalist view. As James 5 is speaking, we see that inflation is not just hitting the United States. You know, since Russia's invasion of Ukraine and its billions of dollars that Russia is spending a day On their war machine, inflation is up 30% in Russia. Sanctions against Russia are taking their toll. The government of Sri Lanka and its 19 million people has completely defaulted on its payments. There is no cash to buy food or fuel. The nation has one-day supply of petrol, and rioting has hit the streets in Sri Lanka. Anarchy has begun. Turkey seems to be next to fall with inflation at 73.5%. Argentina seems to be third in line, 58% inflation rate. Brazil, 12%. England, 9%. China's inflation rate doubled already this year. Uh, So all the superpowers are reeling under staggering debt and inflation Food issues and famine are forefront in the global consciousness. I recently did a podcast on famines that Jesus warned us about that would come and Biden has promised to deliver. Interesting that 31 food factories mysteriously burned the four weeks following Biden's promise of coming famine. The total number of destroyed food factories for the past 18 months is now at 95. Oh, we're told that's just a coinkydink. Uh, sure makes you wonder, doesn't it? In my nighttime wake up and <laughs> can't go back to sleep hours in the wee hours of the morning, I've been studying out what's really happening in China. They have built huge, state-of-the-art, what they call ghost cities. No one can afford even to live there. 800 million people have been relocated the past 20 years into the 800-square-foot high-rise apartments in smart cities that Klaus Schwab said is coming to the rest of the world soon, you know, where we will own nothing and be happy. China is in huge economic crisis, facing scary food shortages and horrific pollution issues as they've contaminated much of their farmland and subterranean water supply. So China is powerful, but China has some serious problems. So in a nutshell, as bad as our economy woes are here in America, we are still the best place to be. The James 5 economic prophecy is a global issue, and baby, the economic woes are here with no visible ways of resolution in sight, except maybe for the new world order and a great financial reset and a digital currency and a mandatory chip in your hand without which you cannot buy or sell. 
I want to go back to James 5 and look deeper into the whys of the collapse. In verse 4, Behold the hire of the laborers, that's the worker bees, that's the blue-collar workers, you and I, who have reaped down your fields, we've done our job, which is of you, you there is the corrupt governments and greedy business leaders, the bad guys who, quote, have kept back by fraud. Greed, lies, fraud, cover-ups, offshore accounts, uh, inside trading will rule the day. The rich just keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer. It's hard to know who to trust these days. Nations with fabulous resources are starving because of corrupt fraudulent governments. Venezuela just a few years ago was the richest nation in all of Latin America with the world's greatest oil reserves today bankrupt because of socialism and inhumane government overreach and control of its populace. And it's all begun to happen in America. Wake up. It hit so fast in Venezuela and the tremors have begun here in America as totalitarianism is the goal of this present administration. Verse 5, it says, You have lived in pleasure, speaking of the godless leaders and controllers, living as though there is no God, as if there is no day of reckoning. You've lived for self, you've lived in lavish sin, and your time has come. You now are living in the day of slaughter, it says. God doesn't settle his books every 90 days, but he will soon be settling his books. And when justice is served, James 5, it won't be pretty. Verse 6 is a verse that grips me emotionally the most. He said, you have condemned and killed the just, and he does not even resist you. That's the ultimate blasphemy, the taking of our most innocent lives, abortion on demand, oft on taxpayers' money. We catch and release our criminals, and we kill our innocent babies. We save the whales, and we kill our children. We offer them on the altars of convenience and financial gain. Shame on America. Shame on the abortion mills of this world world, the blood of 64 million innocent American children cries from our evil soil. In January 2019, the New York State government passed what they call the Reproductive Rights Bill, where you can kill babies right up to the moment of birth. And the demented Democratic lawmakers stood and cheered with evil Governor Andrew Cuomo as he signed the bill. It was driven, in my view, by Satan himself, as New York State wanted to get out ahead of the pending Roe versus Wade reversal by the U.S. Supreme Court. So New York would always be a bastion of killing babies. That's one of the big reasons why I'm ready to depart and be in a red state. And you all know about the battle now raging with the first ever U.S. Supreme Court major leak 
to the media, which lit the fires for a violent summer as protesters who wish to kill babies are riled up and ready to hit the streets. Supreme Court justices' homes being targeted, which is a federal crime, but not being enforced by the corrupt Biden Department of Justice. Lawlessness is truly here, as the prophet said. So verses 4 and 6 are the evil wise the collapse comes. Verse 7 and 8 are God's given encouragements to we, his church. It's as though he's saying in the text, you're almost home, gang. Hang in there. Verse 7, be patient. Therefore, brethren, the church is still here, unto the coming of the Lord, the rapture is drawing nigh. Evil is running its last day's course. Then it talks about a farmer and his early and latter harvests. And I'm confident that James is not speaking about wheat, watermelons, or rutabagas here. I believe he's speaking of the harvest of people. The early harvest we read about in the book of Acts, I just read this morning, the entire book of Acts. And multitudes of pagans were coming to faith in Jesus Christ, uh, the blessed hope that uh, the love of God was conquering the fear of paganism. So we have that early harvest in the early church. And James here talks about a final harvest with the latter rains. I see here as the final harvest of souls who see the economic horrors upon them, the food shortages, the supply line breakdowns. They watch their money lose its value. They see the lid of corruption unveiled as the deep state stooges are uncovered for their treason. They've lived out behind the scenes, and there is no human hope to be found anywhere. At the end of their ropes, they fall into the arms of Jesus, just like I did as an 18-year-old kid, just messed up on drugs, having no confidence in self, needing help. I fell into the arms of Jesus, as most of you, my listeners, did. And if you haven't, do it now. Give your life to Jesus. Greatest decision you'll ever make. Amen and amen. And so people in our world today are seeing their fake gods of money, of pleasure, betraying them. You know what Satan meant for evil? God's going to use for good and turn them to faith in Jesus Christ. I'm looking forward to a final harvest. You know, every year in my garden, I have a final harvest. I closely watch for that uh, the weather each day for that first killer frost. And when I see that frost is coming that night, I get out that last evening and bring in every green tomato, every pepper, every eggplant, every melon, every bean, everything that will be hindered and hurt by the frost, a final harvest and fills my coffers. God loves people more than veggies. I'm so looking forward to a final harvest of people as I watch the world conditions deteriorate according to the prophetic projections. The birth pains have begun. In closing, I want to come back to the economic realities. Inflation and collapse are now inevitable according to many economists that I listen to. It's not a matter of if, it's only a matter of when. 
All the while, the doom and gloom is in our face. Quietly, we have the United Nations Agenda 2030 and the World Economic Forum lining up their ducks in a row, ready to unleash Satan's final plan upon society, which we read about in Revelation chapter 13. It's all the demonic plan of Satan and his Antichrist to force the world into the great economic reset. This is not my opinion. It is their clearly stated goal. They laid it all out in 23 steps to bring down the nations into a new world order way back in 1992. Listen to my podcast called Agenda 2030 in their own words. And my friends, they are almost there. This will be uh, the very evil world Christ will return to deliver us from, to take his bride home to his father's house. Do you see the glove of prophecy? Do you see the hand of the present awful realities fitting in perfectly? Yes, these are dark days, but the light is coming soon. Until Jesus Christ returns, 2 Timothy 3.13, evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I'll rejoice if there is a God-given staying of the storm. I will rejoice if there is a national repentance and holy revival, but history has never seen God deliver an unrepented nation. Every day I see of pride parades across America, uh, moral filth is embraced and biblical morality is mocked. Gender insanity is mainstream. This administration intends to have our public schools, even preschools, to be the grooming ground of perversion. God won't deliver such a nation. He will send his son to deliver the righteous from the moral filth and government insanity of this nation, but he won't bless a people who curses him. Satan is surely tightening his grip on this God-hating world. God told us the end from the beginning. What a joy in Christ to see God's prophetic promises unfolding right in my face. How do people face this world without Jesus in their heart? I have no clue, but I don't have to because I have him in my heart. Well, until then, what do we do? We plug deeper into God's word. We plug deeper into God's house. We roll up our sleeves and go to work. We're intentional to share the gospel with other people. I think we should make some provision of looming food issues. I think we should warn those who are in darkness. And I know that we can worship and pray our way through. Blessed is he who loves our Lord's appearing. And so, my friends, the world's a mess but God's on the throne. doesn't matter who's in the White House. God's on the throne. Our victory won't be a political advance. I'm looking forward to a red wave in the fall to maybe stop the insanity while we're here, but uh, I'm not nervous. I'm not losing any sleep. The Holy Trinity's not losing any sleep over what's happening. He predicted it. He told us to look out for it. It's here. I don't like it, but I know what follows. I know Heaven is my home. I have Christ in my heart. Do you? Have you received the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior? Have you called upon him? Have you confessed to him, Lord, I'm a sinner. 
but I believe that Jesus is the Savior. I believe Jesus was born of a virgin, the Virgin Mary, that he died upon the cross for my sins and the sins of the world. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me. Come into my heart and save me. Change me completely. Give me strength to repent, to turn from my sins, and help me to live a brand new life. That was the greatest decision I ever made. And I'm going to have my 50th spiritual birthday. How about that? So, hey, thanks a lot for tuning me in again. Uh, thank you for loving the Word of God. Uh, thank you for uh, spreading the, the gospel with me. I hope that you'll hit that uh, like button, subscribe, uh, share with your friends any way I can be used of God to encourage you, to enlighten you. It's my greatest joy and, and happiness. Love you. Bye-bye for now.